We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Bam! In your face, devil, Bible study. We are in Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 6. Don't you love Nehemiah? Don't you love the Word of God? Don't you love the Old Testament? I know there's a lot of people that say, the Old Testament, we don't live by the Old Testament. Why should we even study the Old Testament? Well, first of all, bride, we are studying the Word of God from beginning to the end. We are all the way in Nehemiah. Look how much we have covered already. So, we started this back in 2018 and we asked the Lord, Lord, when we study your word, we want the Holy Spirit to make it real to us, bring the words to life, take us back in time, uh, let us experience what these writers are saying, Lord. And also, Holy Spirit, how can this be applicable to today's times? And so God does it, Bride, every time. I love these bam in your face devil Bible studies. So, I'm excited to see what is going to happen in Nehemiah 6 because let me just give you a little recap of Nehemiah. All right, Nehemiah is a prophet. And Nehemiah is just like us, bride, in our day where we see all this craziness happening. The false prophets, the judgment, uh, people going crazy in his day. But he also knows there is a remnant. And that's the same with us, bride. We know there is a remnant out there. So, Nehemiah cries out to God. And he's like, God, I'm so sorry that my country is doing this to you, Lord. I'm sorry that the church is doing this to you. Who does that sound like, bride? Who does that sound like? Us crying out to God. God, we are sorry our country is doing this to you. We are sorry. Uh, that the church is doing this to you, Lord, but we want to be used. Because remember, Brian, I told you we can't help what anybody else does. 
We cannot control the false prophets. We cannot control the ecumenical movement, the one world order, all these other shenanigans, this new age Jesus. We can't control all that. It's going to happen. It is biblical prophecy being fulfilled, bride. Well, we have to ask God, which is what Nehemiah asked God. How can we build? What do we need to do right now? What is our role in this? So Nehemiah teaches this. So he starts building. He goes to the king, and the king is like, Bam, I'm giving you all this favor, Nehemiah. Go for it. So Nehemiah is building, and guess what happens, bride? Guess what happens? Nehemiah says, Come out from among them. Be ye separate. We are not going to be tainted with you false prophets. Come on now. So, Nehemiah, because they want to join all the fun. They want to come in and help. And Nehemiah is like, no. So guess what they do, bride? They turn around and talk about him. They turn around and go to the king and try to get him shut down and everything. So, Nehemiah still builds. So, let's continue here now. We're in chapter 6. How exciting is this to see that God can use us in our hour? Just like he used Nehemiah back in his day. Now, bride, you know that we go by the uh, King James Version, the best version on the planet. And then, because there's many versions I do not like. The Passion Bible, throw it out. Israel Bible, throw it out. A bunch of other translations. Throw all that mess out. The only ones I do like is the King James and the English Standard Version is pretty good. And then the Amplified Version is pretty good. But the King James is always the fallback. The King James is the solid one. Now, you ask, why are you so stuck on King James? Well, you have to know the story of how the Bible was actually um, put together, the King James. Well, the Catholics tried to kill him like four times. The Catholics tried to kill him, uh, tried to assassinate him because he put together a team of 50 top scholars and said, I want you to put what is the most accurate to um, the, original, the original scribes, the original script. And so they did like teams of five and then or teams of ten and they would read certain books and then they would have their interpretation, they'd pass it over to this team, and then they'd pass it over, you know, so they did it between all of them and then come up with one final book. But what happened is, is there were certain books that did not meet the criteria, So, which is why the Catholics got so mad, because the Catholics wanted to control what the people heard. They would not give them their own Bible. You had to go to the priest. You had to go get receive everything from the, from the governmental church, the Catholic church. So they didn't want the average American Joe to be able to have the Word of God. So there was criteria. It had to be said that it was inspired by God. It had to match the other heart of God in the other text, blah, blah, blah. So they took the Apocrypha books out. They took out these certain books that were too mystical and this and that. So that's why the Catholic Church was mad because it did not match the text that they had. So anyways... This is the King James Protestant, we are Protestant, version. Okay, so this is what we trust God for. We always ask the Holy Spirit to confirm His Word and to help us to understand it and to illuminate His Word and to bring it out. Amen. 
So we just want to thank you so much, Lord, for doing this for us and giving us this time uh, to grow and to learn from your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's start with 6. Nehemiah chapter 6, Brad. Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem and Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. Then Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. <laughs> Remember, Brian, I think that I think that city is so funny. Oh, no. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them, As thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. Now, what does that sound like? Does that not sound like Jesus' day, which is after Nehemiah? The reason that they wanted to go around and kill the king? I mean, to kill the king of the Jews? They wanted to kill baby Jesus because they did not want him growing up and taking over the kingdom. That's basically kind of like what this is. It's their fear, basically. For which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is king in Judah. There is a king in Judah. And now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Does that sound like they're wanting to work this out or what? Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such thing done as thou sayest. Oh, so they were falsely accused. Wow. But thou feignest them out of thine own heart. Wow. So they were being crafty and deceitful. Wow. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hand shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Wow, that a preach. So the very thing that they were assaulted at, Nehemiah turned around and said, Okay, you're going to make fun of my hands and make fun of my building. I'm going to ask God to make it even better. I'm going to ask God to strengthen my hands. Lord, that's a good lesson for us. And did you know, Brad, this is just something I've learned over interviewing over 500 people. What I've learned about people's lives is that the very thing that you are attacked in the very thing that just drives you crazy is your ministry. If you have the hardest time with the governmental aspect of the church, the way they do things, you're probably an apostle. You know, because you know that you have the answer on the inside of you to help correct that, to help bring an answer to that problem. If you see that drug addicts, have this issue and there's nobody out there resolving it but in your mind you know how to do it so that's why you criticize other people that's probably your ministry your ministry is to bring an answer to that problem so that's what I've learned over the years about people's lives that's just a little tidbit for you <laughs> 
Okay, so. Afterward, I came into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mahadabel, who was shut up. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. Wow. And I said, should such a man as I flee? Ha! That is awesome. And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him. Wow! Spiritual perception, right? But that he pronounced this prophecy against me. For Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. Wow, boy, my mind is rolling back to things that have happened to me like that. Wow. So basically, where people was deceiving him. Lord, I pray right now for all my friends out there and me that they would have the spiritual discernment to see this, uh, to be able to tell this, Lord. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do so and sin and that they might have matter for an evil report that they might reproach me. Wow. Wow, they were jealous and they were setting him up so that they could talk about him. Boy, we know that has happened many times uh, in our lives. I've had people set me up. Uh, I had this one woman tried to set me up with her husband. Tried to leave me alone with him in the house. And I was stuck there. And I was like, uh, I, I just knew in my heart that was a setup. And I said, uh, no, I don't be alone with men, so I need to be leaving right now. And so you gotta, you gotta have discernment about this. Okay, so verse 14. My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sabalat according to these their works, and on the prophetess Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. Wow. So he's saying, God, you know all these prophets and prophetess, what they did to me. So I'm putting it in your hands, and I'm trusting you to deal with these people. That's a scary thing, Bride. So the wall was finished. Now, isn't that funny? The wall was finished in the 20 and 5th day of the month, Elu, in 50 and 2 days. By the way, their plan did not work, did it, Bride? Their plan did not work. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, there were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Wow. God shut the mouth of the lion, shut the mouth of the enemy. Wow. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters unto Tobiah. The letters of Tobiah came unto them. For there were many in Judah sworn unto him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Arah, and his son Johanan had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berechiah. Also they reported his good deeds before me, and uttered my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to put me in fear. Wow, they were really working over Nehemiah, wasn't they, Brian? 
what do we see that has happened to Nehemiah? Okay, let's, let's examine this. Because we need to know this as ministers. Okay, you got the judgment happening in the country. You got the false prophets out here who are, who are doing all these things wrong and evil in God's eyes. Okay, then you have Nehemiah and you have the remnant who are doing things right in God's eyes. And how are they doing right in God's eyes? Not being polluted. Not touching the unclean thing. Not partnering with the devil. Basically is what it is. So when they see that Nehemiah is prospering, that Nehemiah is obeying God in the midst of the chaos and in the midst of the craziness, and he sees they see the remnant doing this and it is going forth with favor, they were so jealous. They done so many things to try to stop them, but he used wisdom from God, he prayed and asked God about it, and then he still built. Let me say that again. In spite of the circumstances, he still built. Let's go on to chapter 7. Now it came to pass when the wall was built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters, and the singers, and the Levites were appointed. Wow, look at this. Why are Levites appointed to a wall? Let's find out. Then I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem. For he was a faithful man and feared God above many. Lord, please bring the fear back to the church, the fear of God. And I said unto them, Let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun be hot. And while they stand by, let them shut the doors and bar them, and appoint watches of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, every one in his watch, and every one to be over against his house. Now the city was large and great, but the people were few therein, and the houses were not builded. Let me underline that. The houses were not builded. And my God put into my heart to gather together the nobles and the rulers and the people, that they might be reckoned by genealogy. And I found a register of the genealogy of them which came up at the first and found written therein. These are the children of the province that went up out of the captivity, of those that had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, <clears throat> had carried away, and came again to Jerusalem and to Judah, every one unto his city, who came with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Ramiah, Namini, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispreth, Bigvai, Nahum, Bani, the number, I say, of the men of the people of Israel was this. The children of Perosh, 2,172. The children of Shephatiah, 372. The children of Ari, 652. The children of Pahathmoab, of the child, children of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818. The children of Elam, 1,254. The children of Zatu, 845. The children of Zachai, 703 score. The children of Benui, 648. The children of Bebe, 628. The children of Asgad, 2,322. The children of Adonikam, 603 score and 7. 
The children of Bigvi, 2,003 score and seven. The children of Aden, 655. The children of Ater, of Hezekiah, 98. The children of Hashem, 328. The children of Beziah, 324. The children of Harith, 112. The children of Gibeon, 95. The men of Bethlehem and Netophah, 104 score and 8. The men of Anonath, 128. The men of Bethesmeba, 40 and 2. The men of Kerjathe, Jerim, Shephira, and Beroth, 743. The men of Ramah and Geba, 621. The men of Mechmas, 122. The men of Bethel and Ai, 123. The men of the other Nebo, 50 and 2. The children of the other Elam, 1,254. The children of Haram, 320. The children of Jericho, 345. The children of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721. The children of Sinai, 3,930. The priest, the children of Jedidiah, the house of Jeshua, 973. That's a lot, isn't it? The children of Emer, 1,050. 1,052. The children of Peshur, 1,247. The children of Harim, 1,017. The Levites, the children of Jeshua and Kadmiel and of the children of Hodiva, 74. The singers, the children of Asaph, 148. The porters, the children of Shalom, the children of Ader, the children of Talmon, the children of Achab, the children of Hatida, the children of Shaboeah, 138. The Nethanims, the children of Ziha, the children of Hashupa, the children of Toboath. Let me pause here and just tell you, Brad. Remember I told you this yesterday that whenever the Bible is recording these names and numbers, it is very important. Remember I told you they are scribes, these authors that are writing these little books inside of one big book. They are scribes of their day and time. So this is an official document of the actual families. And remember I told you yesterday when I go to heaven, I want to say, hey, where is the family of Bethlehem and Netophah? I want to meet all of your 1412. I want to meet all your family. I remember you from when I read Nehemiah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, how awesome is it that these people are actually recorded in the actual Bible? So, let's don't pass them over. Let's say their name and come in agreement and one day we'll get to meet these people won't that be neat the, okay so verse 47 the children of kiros the children of sai the children of Paden, the children of lebanon the children of hagabah the children of shalmei the children of hanan the children of gidel the children of gehar the children of raha the children of Razan, the children of nikoda now one thing i can say brad I can see them walking up to me and say, listen here, woman, 
you was live on air and you said my name was Nikoda. I'm going to tell you actually how to pronounce it. It's Nikodi or something, you know. And I'll be like, all right, now, now listen, this is from the South. This is how we talk in the South. So just like speaking in tongues, we all have our different dialects. But look, we all mean the same thing. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it's going to be so neat going to heaven. You know, that's one thing that I love about taking care of this uh, elderly couple here is we talk a lot about heaven. And I'll be uh, laying her down or something, and I'll say, guess what the Lord told me this morning? You know, he talked about us not having any tears in heaven. Want to be amazing? You know, and I always talk to her about this. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And won't it be wonderful to see the mansion that God has prepared for you? So anyways, okay, so going on to verse 51. The children of Gazam, the children of Uzzah, the children of Phasiah, the children of Besa, the children of Maunim, the children of Nephishisim, the children of Babak, Bakbak, the children of Hakupa, the children of Harhur, the children of Bazlith, the children of Mahida, the children of Harsha, the children of Barkos, the children of Caesarea, the children of Tama, the children of Neziah, the children of Hadapha, the children of Solomon's servants, the children of Satua, the children of uh, Sophoreth, the children of Perida, the children of Jala. Well, it's a lot of them, isn't it, Brian? The children of Darkon, the children of Gidel, the children of Shephatiah, the children of Hatil, the children of Pachareth, of Zerubim, the children of Ammon. All the Nethanims and the children of Solomon's servants were 392. And these were they which went up also from Telmela, Telharisha, Cherub, Adon and Emmer, but they could not show their father's house, nor their seed, whether they were of Israel. The children of Deliah, the children of Tobiah, the children of Nakoda, 642. And of, now how would you like to be, now listen to this, how would you like to be going up for these scrolls? You know, because they want to know who are you. And then you go up there and you say, oh, I'm the son of Jaconah. And then they're like, okay, do you have paperwork to prove that you know? I'm sorry, I don't. And then it says here that, um, and there were, in verse 61, and there were they which went up from Tamilah, Telahirsha, Cherub, Adon, and Emra, but they could not show their father's house nor their seed, whether they were of Israel. Isn't that sad? So they wasn't able to be recorded. Okay, so, and of the priests, verse 63, the children of Habiah, the children of Kaz, the children of Barzilla. Ha, ah, that's funny, Barzilla, which took one of the daughters of Barzilla, the Gileadite, to wife, and was called after their name. These sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogy, but it was not found. Therefore, were they as polluted? 
Now say that again. They were mixed, so they were polluted, and they were put from the priesthood. Wow. Because they were mixed and not pure. And the Tershatha said unto them that they should not eat of the most holy things. Oh, wait a minute. You mean because you are polluted, you're not allowed to uh, participate in our holy garments or in our holy events? Well, this reminds me of uh, the way that the scripture says that we need to be very careful who participates in communion. Because if you do it falsely, you could bring death upon yourself. I mean, it's like very serious. You could bring sickness upon yourself. So this is why we must protect our altars and not allow these people to just come in just because they're famous. We got to protect the integrity of our, our uh, people that we are shepherding over type of deal. Or we will answer to God for it. Alright, so, till there stood up a priest from Urim and Thummim, the whole congregation together was forty and two thousand three hundred and three score. Beside their manservants and their maidservants, of whom there were seven thousand three hundred and thirty-seven, excuse me, and they had two hundred and forty-five singing men and singing women, their horses, 736, their mules, 245, their camels, 435, 6,720 asses, and some of the chief of the fathers gave unto the work. And Tirshatha gave to the treasure a thousand drams of gold, 50 basins, 530 priest garments. Larry, that is so funny. Do you think there will be rednecks in heaven? That is hilarious. There's all kinds in heaven. All right, verse 71. And some of the chief of the fathers gave to the treasurer of the work 20,000 drams of gold and 2,200 pounds of silver. And that which the rest of the people gave was 20,000 drams of gold, 2,000 pounds of silver, and threescore and seven priest garments. So the priests and the Levites and the porters and the singers and some of the people in the Nethinims and all Israel dwelt in their cities. And when the seventh month came, the children of Israel were in their cities. All right. So chapter 8. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street. That was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all they could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. Now, this kind of speaks to me right here because... When it says they was as one man, we notice in this scripture here that it's under proper doctrine. They did not mix doctrine. Let's continue. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midway, before the men and the women and those they could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. In other words, they was all together in unity. We want to hear from the word of God. 
And Ezra the scribe, hey, here's Ezra again. Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood which they had made for this purpose. And beside him stood Medatiah and Shema and Anna, uh, excuse me, Ananiah and Urijah and Hilkiah and Messiah on his right hand and on his left hand, Pedidiah and Mashiel and Mashiah and Hashem and Hasna, Zechariah and Meshulam. Sounds to me like the twelve disciples, doesn't it? And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all people. He was above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Wow. I wrote in my Bible, you know what that means, Brian? It means that they had respect for the Word of God, and when the Word of God was spoken, the people stood up in reverence and in awe. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. With lifting their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we got to remember, Bride, where is this taking place? This is in Jerusalem. This is after the wall is built. This is after they completed their mission after they were mocked by other fellow Christians. They weren't called Christians then, but fellow uh, Israelites, fellow servants. They were mocked by them, put down by them, assaulted by them, uh, lied about, deceived, whatnot, whatnot. They stood through it all. They continued doing their mission. And in the end, everybody gathered together to hear the word of the Lord. And the first thing they did after Israel blessed, Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, the people answered, Amen, Amen, which means we're in agreement, we're in agreement. With lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Now that, that is true repentance. Come on now, this is a nation filled with judgment. And now they are worshiping God and they're on their face in repentance. And Joshua and Bena and Sherebiah and Jamin, Achab, Shabbatia, Hodijah, Messiah, I'm probably saying these wrong, but Kalida and Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. Which means they had a reverential fear for God. And they stood to understand it. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto your Lord. Your God mourn not nor weep when they heard the words of the law. And then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Wow, do you know what that means, Bride? Because remember what happened in the previous chapters. You have got a country with people greatly suffering, and the false prophets are suffering.
And so they have watched these people prosper, the true remnant prosper. And then he's telling them, don't be sorry. Worship your God. Go out and joy. And joy. So the Levites stealed the people. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stealed all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for this day is holy. Neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great myrrh because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. They came back. Feed me, feed me, feed me. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month, and they should publish and proclaim in all the cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go forth into the mount and fetch olive branches and pine branches and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick trees to make booths, it is written. So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths, every one upon the roof of the house and in their courts and in the courts of the house of God and in the street of the water gate and in the street of the gate of Ephraim and all the congregation of them that were come out again out of the captivity made booths and set under the booths for since the days of Yeshua the son of Nun unto that day had not the children of Israel done so. And there were very great gladness. Also, day by day, from the first day unto the last day, he read in the book of the law of God. And they kept the fast seven days. Oops. Seven days, and on the eighth day was a solemn assembly, according to the manner. So basically, bride, they rejoiced. They published, come on now. They published in the midst of all this mess and in the turmoil. They still went forth. They still accomplished their mission in spite of what the public looked like. In spite of the ridicule. In spite of what people are saying. In spite of it. And that's what we have to do, bride. Because we are his remnant. And we have to... Be still and know that the Lord is God. Ask him, what am I called to do in the midst of this? What is my role in my country today? Just like it is with Nehemiah. What is the role of Nehemiah? What is the role of his people? So, hold on a second. I just wanted to see. I'm going to try to keep reading. They may need me, but let's see. All right, so let's continue. Bride, this is so good. Whew. Okay, we're in chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. Now, now that right there in the previous is almost like a revival happening. Did y'all catch on to that, Bride? It is like a revival in all the communities. 
because look what it said. So the people went forth and brought them. This is verse 16 in Nehemiah chapter 8. The people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths. In other words, like a, on the housetops, they made like these little temples. They made themselves booths, everyone upon the roof of his house, and in their courts and in the courts of the house of God and in the street on the water gate and in the street of the gate of Ephraim. So basically everywhere you look towards revival. And isn't that funny that it all happened just because a few remnant decided to obey the God, obey God in the midst of the judgment, in the midst of what's happening. Despite all the other false prophets and what all these other people were doing, these people decided we're going to be used of the Lord. And look what happened. And all the congregation of them that were come again out of the captivity made boots and set under the boots. For since the days of Jeshua, the son of Nun, unto the day had not the children of Israel done so. And there was very great gladness. Also day to day, or day by day, from the first day to the last day, he read in the book of the law of God. So there was preaching every day out of the word of God. People were hungry, come on now, hungry for the word of God. And they kept the feast seven days. And on the eighth day was the solemn assembly according unto the manner. So, chapter 9, bride, here we go. I'm going to try. Now, in the 24th day of the month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting. And with sackcloth and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers. There we go again. Come out from among them, be ye separate. That is what has happened here. The seed. Are we God's seed today? He's saying, be ye separate. And stood and confessed their sins. Wow. And the iniquities of their fathers. Wow. This reminds me in 2018 when the Lord told me to put together a team from January to February to confess the sins of the church and the nation to God. And we did that for 40 days. It was the best, it was the best repentance time I've ever had. We didn't go public with it, but we did it in a prayer, uh, you know, like a um, conference call. We met every day. And we felt like we walked in the throne room every day, and God dealt with us. And we would repent over a certain idol every day. We dealt with 40 idols. Bride, it was amazing. And that's basically what happened here. Is they confessed their sins. Because, Bride, are you catching on to anything? Are you catching on to God? God wants us to be transparent with Him. He wants us to be real with Him. We cannot sweep sin under the rug. We have to be honest with him. That's why when repentance comes from the nation, from the White House, 
we have got to be specific with God. Just like when we get saved, just like when we're uh, confessing our sins to God, we need to be specific. Lord, forgive me for, mm, and spell it out. You need to be, he wants to know that you know what you've done. Because some people have so much pride. I'm just saying this by the Spirit. Some people have so much pride, they don't want to say what they've done. They don't want to be real with God about what they've done. So they'll just say, Lord, just forgive me for everything. Just forgive me, Lord. So that way they don't have to face what they've done. God wants you to say, Lord, forgive me for my obesity. Forgive me for cheating on that man. You know what I mean? Like, forgive me for, and he wants you to say, get it out. Say what you have done. Lord, forgive me for doing this or doing that. And be honest with him. And that is what they did in Nehemiah's day. So, let's see what God does. I'm excited. Let's see what he does when they get real with the real God. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of the Lord God one fourth part of the day and the other fourth part they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. This is the nation being judged. And they're standing there saying, Lord, we have sinned against you in abortion. We have sinned against you in transgender. We have sinned against you in taking you out of our schools. And just go down the list and just deal with it. And just, it, he already knows it. He already knows it. And they stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of the Lord one fourth part of the day and another fourth part they confessed and worshiped the Lord their God. And I wrote in my notes on the side of the Bible, you can see right here. I love highlighting and noting. I wrote in there, repentance is being honest before God. Then stood up upon the stairs of the Levites, Jeshua and Bani, Kadmiel, Shebaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, Chinana, and cried with a loud voice unto their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, Kibmael, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebaniah, Hodijah, Shabaniah, and Pethaniah said, Stand up and bless your God forever and ever and blessed be thy glorious name which is exalted above all blessing and praise <laughs> brian don't we just want to run around this place right now can you just go back in time and just picture yourself there with nehemiah this is nehemiah and the remnant that has been through hell building this wall out of obedience to the lord they went through all of this being persecuted by all the other uh, false prophets and everybody putting them down and they're still going forward keeping themselves separated unto God not partnering with the unclean thing coming out from the pollution just like it said on this previous verse bam in your face devil right here and it says right here 
And the seed of Israel, verse 2, separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. They separated themselves. They chose to give glory and honor unto God. And then they stood up, blessed the Lord their God forever, and blessed be the glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. Bam! You are God all by yourself. That's what they're saying. Thou has made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all the hosts, the earth and all things that are therein, the seas and all that is therein, and preserve them all. The host of heaven worships thee. They're letting him know you are all that in a bag of chips. Thou art the Lord, the God who did choose Abram and brought him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees and gave him the name Abraham. And foundeth his heart faithful before thee, and made it a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites, and the Girgashites, and give it, I say, to his seed, and has performed your words, for thou art righteous. <laughs> I got chill bumps, I got a fire God all over me. Ooh. And did see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea and showed signs and wonders unto Pharaoh. <laughs> Not only did these people get real and confess their sins before God, they are reminding him of how great he is and what he has done for their people in the past. Come on now. That's what we need to do sometimes, Brian. We need to remind God, I remember when you did this. I remember when you did this. And I praise you today, Lord. All right. So, and did see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea and showed signs and wonders upon Pharaoh and all his servants and on all the people of his land. For thou knew that they dealt proudly against them. So did thou get the a name as it is this day. And thou did divide the sea before them so that they went through the midst of the sea on dry land and their persecutors that threw into the deeps as a stone into the mighty waters. In other words, God, you took care of our enemies. You took care of us and you took care of everyone that spoke against us. Moreover, thou leddest them in the day by a cloudy pillar and in the night by a pillar of fire to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven and gave them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments, and madest known unto them thy holy Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes, and law by the hand of Moses your servant and gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst and promised them that they should go in to possess the land which you have sworn to give them but they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hardened not thy, to thy commandments and refused to obey and neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou did among them but hardened their necks and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage but you are a God ready to pardon gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and forsook them not mm. yes Lord yes 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 
Yea, when they had made a molten calf and said, This is thy God that brought thee up out of Egypt and had wrought great provocations. Yet thou and thy manifold mercies forsook them not in the wilderness. The pillar of God cloud departed not from them by day to lead them by the way. Neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them and withheld not the manna from their mouth and gave them water for thirst. Yea, forty years did thou sustain them in the wilderness so that they lacked nothing. I declare to you right now, come on now, what is coming to the nation, we will, do, we will lack nothing. That is right. God will take care of us in the same way. They lack nothing, their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations, and did divide them into corners, so that they possessed the land of Sihon and the land of the king of Hoshman, the land of Og, king of Bashan. Their children also multiplied at thou as the stars of heaven, and brought them into... The land concerning which thou had promised to their fathers that they should go in to possess it. So the children went in and possessed the land and thou subdued before them the inhabitants of the land. Bam, God did it. The Canaanites and gave them into their hands with their kings and the people of the land and thou might do with them as you would. And they took strong cities and a fat land and possessed houses full of goods, wells digged, vineyards, olive yards, fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat and were filled and became fat and delighted themselves in your great goodness. Nevertheless, they were disobedient. These people are being honest with God and we have to be the same way. We as a nation, we've got to be the same way. We've got to be honest with God. Nevertheless, they were disobedient. We, this, would, Brian, this would be like us talking to God right now. God, you know what? You saw what we was going through in Britain. And you gave us a country. You gave us a country where we could worship you freely. And we could build houses of worship not worried about being persecuted or killed. You gave us this land. You made a covenant with us. You gave us all this land of milk and honey. We have had it made here, and we turned our back on you. We took you out of the schools, and we took you out of the government. We took you out of our homes, and we took you out of this, and we've done this and this and this. And just be honest with God, praising him for all that he's done, and then telling him everything that we have done against him. And I can just hear some of these word of faith uh, people out there saying, No, don't you dare say anything negative out of your mouth. Don't you dare mention all that stuff. You're just giving the devil praise for what he did. Well, is that what they did right here? That's, I mean, seriously, people. God wants us to be real with him. Let's continue. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebellious against thee, and cast thy law behind their backs, and slew the prophets which testified against them to turn them to thee. And they wrought great provocations. Therefore thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemy. If our country does not repent like very soon, we will be delivered into the hand of our enemy. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
who vexed them, and in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou herded them from heaven, and according to the manifold mercies thou gave them saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. But after they had rest, they did evil again before thee. Therefore leftest thou them in the hand of their enemies, so that they had dominion over them. Yet when they returned and cried unto thee, thou heard them from heaven, and many times did thou deliver them according to thy mercies, and testified against them, that thou mightest bring them again unto thy law. Yet they dealt proudly, and hearkened not unto the commandments, but sinned against your judgments. Remember, bride, I was telling you, the judgment of God is mercy. The judgment of God is mercy because he wants people to repent. People go off into justifying sin and justifying what they're doing. Sometimes after God sends prophets to warn them, he tries to warn them in the word and they will not listen. He will remove his hand and allow the devil to whip them a little bit because he wants them to come back to him. And that's exactly what happened right here. And testified against them that thou madest bring them again into thy law, yet they dealt proudly and hearkened not unto your commandments, but sinned against your judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. And withdrew the shoulder and hardened their neck. God help us not to have a stiff neck. He talks about that a lot in his word, bride. A stiff neck is where you are so rebellious to God you refuse to listen anymore, and that's when you go into a reprobate mind. And withdrew the shoulder and hardened their neck and would not hear them. God gets to a point where he will not hear. And there's many prophecies about the judgment of God that's going to get worse in our nation. And where God says, I will not hear your cries. You have not heard the cries of my poor people. You have not heard the cries of my people. You have been hardened and stiff-necked. And when it comes to you, I'm not going to listen to you. So, yet many years did thou for bear them and testified against them by the spirit in thy prophets yet would they not give ear therefore gavest thou them into the hand of the lands did you know bride that the earth cannot stand sin it will literally swallow up that's what earthquakes are is like the earth uh, swallowing up sin it can't stand it the volcanoes the natural stuff is the earth can't stand the sin and so let's see where are we at okay therefore gave thou them into the hand of the people of the lands nevertheless for thy great mercy's sake thou did not utterly consume them nor forsake them for thou art gracious and merciful God. We need to really be thankful for God's graciousness and mercy that he has not totally just wiped us off the planet right now. Seriously. Now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keeps covenant and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee, that thou hast come upon us, on our kings, on our princes, and on our priests, and on our prophets, and on our fathers and on all thy people since the time of the kings of Assyria unto this day. Howbeit thou art just in all that thou hast brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. 
Did y'all know, I'm going to pause right here, let me mark this, I'm, that I interviewed a guy one time, and he had a vision when he was 17 years old about the terrible day of the Lord. <sighs> the terrible day of the Lord. When they saw Jesus come in the clouds, they were literally peeling the skin off their face. They could not stand the sight of Jesus. Uh, it will be so terrible uh, because they will know what they have done unto him. It's the, the fear of God that is not in the earth right now. It will return in one way or another. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, and we have done wickedly. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearkened unto thy commandments, and thy testimonies wherein thou did testify against them. In other words, get real with God again. For they have not served thee in their kingdom and in thy great goodness that thou gavest them and in the large and fat land which you gave before them. Neither turn them from their wicked works. In other words, they're spelling it out with God, ain't they, bride? Behold, we are servants this day and for the land that you have given our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof. Behold, we are servants in it which I've told y'all before, we will answer to God for how we have done the United States, how we have done this great glorious land that God has given us. Because let me tell you, Brad, when I traveled this country in 2017, a lot of people don't understand it because they've never done that, but I never thought I would either. But I traveled the entire border, 36 states, 18,000 miles, entire, can you imagine? In an old broke down car with $20. Eating, pe eating peanut butter and jelly across this country. but uh, I traveled across the entire border. And when I saw America, oh, I would cry so many times. She is so absolutely beautiful. Her land, the beautiful scenery, the different types of people, the different tongues of the Americans, uh, the different cultures that we have within our country. I mean, America is just so wonderful. And we are held accountable to God for how we treat her. And it yields much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Also they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. So in other words, he's saying like if the government wanted to, they could completely take us over. And because of all this, we make a sure covenant and write it in our princes, Levites, and priests unto it. All right, Brian, I got to go. I will pick up with chapter 10 later. God bless.